0: Support for this podcast comes from Troy University, dedicated to teaching a new generation to lead change. Information on leadership opportunities available to students from day one is at troy.edu slash lead
1: change. From Troy Public Radio, this is In Focus, and I'm Carolyn Hutchison. A new podcast called In Choir has Troy Public Radio listeners enthralled. Co-hosts Dr. Diane Orlovsky and Dr. Scott Sexton have launched the podcast that features conversations with composers about choral music, the arts, and life. Diane joins us to preview the first episode of Inquire. Diane Orlovsky, what a pleasure to have you back here at Troy Public Radio for a very special reason. Oh, I'm so glad to be here. (laughs) Diane, what was the music we were listening to as we tuned into In Focus? That was Movement 2 of Alex Berko's larger six-movement work called Sacred Place. We are here in celebration of your new podcast, which you're co-hosting with Dr. Scott Sexton, called Inquire.
0: Yeah, it's kind of a play on the word, I'm going to inquire about something, only it's spelled I-N-C-H-O-I-R. Inquire. So tell me the concept you had in the podcast to begin with. Well, I'll tell you where it started. We were in 2020 lockdown. And it was Christmas time, and it was a sad Christmas that year, just for everybody. And some wonderful composers and performers in Britain put together this live from London subscription series that people could tune in on their televisions and see them perform. And they also did these deep conversations with the composers that were featured and also the performers. And I thought, wow, that's needed. We emerged three years later, and we went back to our hectic lives and our soundbite mentalities, you know, where we just grab a lot of information, stuff it in, and go. And I just longed personally for those deep dives where I would sit down with someone and discuss their beautiful choral music and ask them for
1: the story behind the song. I listened to episode one inauguration. And you talk in that episode about your interest in bringing the work of young artists, young composers early in their career before it blossoms. And you're sort of introducing these folks to your listeners. So you're helping us get in on their early career. Why did you choose that aspect to bring forth?
0: Well, in this very first one, it was sort of serendipitous. Alex had this wonderful piece that was on a Grammy-nominated album by a, a performing group that I really love, and I had met him when he was only a sophomore in college. At the time, he was just beginning to write music. I had heard something he had arranged, but it wasn't released yet. It wasn't out in the world. So I followed up with him and eventually did purchase the rights to do the song, and we did it with Frequency. Well, fast forward all these years, and he is now on the cusp of greatness, as I told him. So I thought, well, what a great opportunity to circle back to those early years and ask him about what it means to be a young creative,
1: sort of on that cusp. Already, his music has been on two Grammy-nominated albums yeah. And then he's doing some
0: wonderful premieres, one in Chicago, one in Carnegie Hall later this year. If you listen to the podcast, he's just so down to earth. We have a wonderful, very thoughtful discussion,
1: and we get to listen to his wonderful music as well. And the music that you featured in this first episode of Inquire podcast, Sacred Place. Mm-hmm. It has such a range, and it really touches the soul. Explain Sacred Place as you understand it. It is a Six
0: Movement work, and he sort of loosely based it on the aspects of the Jewish prayer service. But he used, I believe only one of the texts was from the Old Testament. Another one was taken from the traditional Jewish prayer service. And the other poetry that he set was by poets like Wendell Berry, that had more of an environmental caring of the earth. And it's just glorious. And we dissected the piece, but the more I listened to it, the more I was just stunned with the absolute beauty. And he shares in the podcast, he had to compose it like within three months. It was just such a feat. But it's a beautiful piece of music, but it also is a beautiful reflection of where this young composer is headed.
1: Diane, it's interesting that he brought the environment into this. Mm -hmm. If you follow New Age music, a lot of New Age music concerns the environment. But here we are with choral music and this composer bringing the environment. How softly these mountain rocks are adorned not gorgeous this musical journey he talks about as an oral painting what's your understanding of that yeah i love to ask composers what their inspiration
0: is and we will circle back to this theme Sort of an environmental theme in episode three, I believe, when we talked to composer Christopher Tin about his 12 movement work, The Lost Birds, An Extinction Elegy. So I asked Alex where he finds the poetry. You know, to me, it's daunting as a non-composer. All of the poetry that would be available to you, how do you find the right line that resonated with you? You know, there was a few lines that resonated with you, Carolyn. He talks about that process as
1: well. In this beautiful podcast, toward the end, it talks about the mourner's prayer. And Diane, you and I have talked about grief before, but this came out of the podcast, quote, let my thoughts come to you after I'm gone in the afterglow of sunset. (sighs) That's a line, isn't it?
0: And the way he sets it in the music he layers voices on top of each other, and they come in at different places. So it starts off with one voice, and then you'll hear a bunch of other voices, and then onto this like grand choir of departed souls. And then it goes back to the one singular voice. Anyone, I think, who has walked through grief and loss can really relate, I think, to that beautiful part of the prayer service that he has brought out through music. And there's chant in this toward the end of the podcast. Yeah, a little bit. Modern chant, I would say, yeah. And I love his arc. He begins as he ends. And so it comes full circle. The more I listen to the piece, the more I see the layers
1: of the piece. This is such a gift to the listeners. Now your podcast, of course, is accessible anywhere. Yeah, isn't that exciting?
0: Just to think of sending my love of choral music, but for people to appreciate, to listen, and come away going, I want to hear more of that
1: piece. One of the parting thoughts in this episode one of your podcast It's a spiritual connection on a personal and universal level, tapping into another culture and finding connection. I think
0: that's what I longed for, finding connection. And I've always believed that in my work with choral music that it starts with the composer and you interpret the composer, the choir does, the conductor interprets the composer's music for the choir, the choir interprets it for the community. So you really do have to bring it full circle, don't you? I've sort of taken that same
1: idea and fleshed it out in the podcast. Well, Diane, I want to acknowledge the contribution that you are making to broadcasting through this wonderful podcast and making Inquire available to people everywhere.
0: I hope they'll enjoy it and share it with their friends, and and I hope they become more knowledgeable consumers of choral music.
1: That was Dr. Diane Orlovsky, co-host of in Choir, and Troy University Professor Emerita of Choral Music and Music Education. She is the newest inductee in the Alabama Music Educators Association Hall of Fame. Thanks for joining us today for In Focus. I'm Carolyn Hutchison, and this is listener-supported Troy Public Radio.